This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. Steve outside. <laughs> uh, always, it seems. Anyway, uh, we've got a kind of lull between some rain and cold weather. It's got a bit warmer, but that means that uh, it's pulling in air from a different place, and it's it's lower pressure, which usually means rain, and it's, uh, yeah, damper. <laughs> saturated clouds lots of green and blue on the map which in in our maps anyway over here in the uk means that it's going to be heavy rain mm. so it comes later that's tonight so we won't worry about it now but we'll make the most of it it's really still uh nice out a bit kind of gray and a bit damp but hey it's december what do you expect <laughs> come on <laughs> it's not snow and lots of other people have got much more weather than we have in fact, other parts of the UK got much more weather than we have. So, that's the weather forecast, sorry. Um, what else? Oh, visitors. Okay, so the swan is still around. She's funny, she just ignores me. Occasionally she shows a bit of interest, but generally she just ignores me. And everybody else. But the ducks love being near where she is. They'll cruise over. Oh, a little bit of threat, 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 threat. Over they go. They'll, they'll head will steam in her direction because they feel much more protected. I, Sue commented the other day thinking uh, it's a bit like a llama in a field of alpacas. There's kind of, oh, oh, the llama's the one who's in charge of the security. <laughs> so, not that we got a llama here, but people tell me. So, we had another, another visit which we couldn't identify. We haven't been able to work this one out. I'll try and share a picture for you. Um... Yeah, didn't look very good. It looked didn't look very well. Couldn't work out whether it was a physical injury or it was a, it was a anyway. And uh, what on earth is it? Colouring was wrong. I think it was a juvenile, which was confusing, of course. So it wasn't in its proper plumage. You look in the book, and it shows the adults, the males and the females, and they occasionally you get the juveniles. So there was a juvenile uh, colouring, I think, but. Uh, Difficult to work out exactly what was going on. We spotted it. It was sat on the handrail of the bridge at the top of the valley. <laughs> How about that? It's enormous. i sorry, this is not a duck. It's way, way, way bigger for a duck. It's not as big as the uh, Canada geese. Not as, certainly not as big as this one. But it, it, it was a decent size. And it's, it's, it's kind of screaming goose at me. Uh, but what kind? So we've been through the books, been through the various things. Narrowed it down to maybe a white-fronted version of the white-fronted goose. Maybe. <laughs> Difficult to tell. It's lots of things it's not. Um, probably. And it is this one that's maybe. <laughs> anyway, it stayed overnight. And then next morning it was gone. It's gone. I was here here a day and a bit, you know, a couple of days, and then it's gone. I think it, it kind of it. They used to being together, and I think it it wasn't doing too well, and it got really tired. I think it's come over from the bad weather over in uh, in Europe probably. 
So who knows? Who knows? Just a visitor. Been and gone. <laughs> no more. We had some really cold weather and the, and the geese came in. Um, was that last week? Did I tell you about that? Yeah, it was really cold anyway. But we had, to, had the geese, four geese arrive. And then they went again. They do that. They like the cold. They come for the cold. On a cold day, they'll come briefly. And then they disappear again. And then, uh, yeah, lots of things. I saw, saw something today. Was this... I heard a, something. I heard something first. And then I looked. And there's this looping flight. I, oh, yeah, I recognise what that. It landed on the roof of the stable of where the, the girls were having their breakfast. And it whacked its tail... I, I, I wanted to say furiously. It wagged its tail furiously. What was furious about it? Was it angry? I'm not sure it was angry. It was definitely making a display. It was letting you know it was there by wagging its tail very fast and... <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't avoid the word furious. I've come back to the word furious. I'm not sure it was angry furious, but it was, it was a definite display. And it was a wagtail, pied wagtail in that case. We, we do get some grey wagtails, which is a strange, strange name for them, because they're yellow. Oh, no, OK, they're grey as well, but they're grey on the top and yellow, yellow underneath. And uh, I haven't seen any so much just recently. So the pied wagtails are the ones that are around more so. Anyway, I was, I was hearing these calls and I was looking, uh, not today, that was yesterday, actually, thinking about it. Another, another day, another set of birds. But I was hearing this, this call. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, we are getting to, to alpacas very, very quickly, very soon. It's coming now. Wait for it. So I was listening to these birds. And I looked, and they're in the tree. And they, they were great tits, I think they were. Could have been blue tits, but I, they look like great tits. So they were um, in the tree and doing all their thing. And uh, they're very ordinary. We've got lots of those. <laughs> This is, but it was just, I was listening and I followed him. Oh, what is that? Let me, let me check. Let me see what it is that I can associate that call with that bird, with that behavior. So I tried to file it away. And so I stood watching for a bit and they finished their, they just kind of flitted off as they do. And I turned around and there were the silent, <laughs> silent visitors that I hadn't expected. And, and actually, if I'd been looking in the right direction, I would have seen much and I would have spent much more time looking at them. It was a pair of nuthatches. Oh, the, the, the colours are just amazing down the, the back of the... Oh, they're beautiful. They are lovely. I'll put a picture in the, in the show notes. Alpacatribe.com and then look for the latest episode. So that, that, was, uh, that was all the birds. That was, going back to my thing I was telling you to have a look. What are you seeing? What are you noticing? What does it mean? And then what do you do about it? And uh, this is, I'm, re I'm rehearsing that one again. <laughs> yes. Have you got the message yet? Okay, you probably have. So um, I just think this is a useful tool for you uh, to have a go with, with your alpacas. What are you seeing? What are you noticing? That's the same question. And then what does it mean? And then what do you do about it? Now, you don't have to do anything about it, probably, for most of the time if you're observing behaviours. And uh, they were all a bit... T today, I was feeding the girls, as I do, each morning. And they were all a bit grumpy and a bit, bit, bit scratchy with each other. Do you know what I mean? They, they were kind of huffing and, and arguing about who was too close to whose food. And I said, well, I don't know what that was about. What, what, what are they... Why are they grumpy this morning? So I saw something. I heard it as well. 
And what does it mean? It means there's something that's bothered them or is bothering them. Is it that they're really hungry and they're competing for food? Is it that there's something, I don't know, that's spooked them a bit? Um, what do you do about it? I had a look around. There wasn't anything obvious. It was more than one, but it was not all of them. Don't know. Don't know what to do about it. Don't fully know what it means, but I know what I saw and, and sort of observed. So that, that was me this morning in action with the girls, uh, noticing some stuff. They're enjoying their food. Um, the grass is still there. They're still grazing, but it's just we're in December. Uh, it just isn't getting as much sun. It has not got as much goodness in it, and it's not growing as fast. Anything below... Now, there's a bit of argument about this. Anything below 10 degrees centigrade and whatever that is. Um, don't know, 40-ish, something. <laughs> I'm guessing now uh, in Fahrenheit, if you, if you work that way. So uh, it just doesn't grow. Anything below that, the temperature's a bit too cold, the grass isn't really growing, or growing really slowly. And uh, we've had a bit of that. We've got a bit, it's going to warm up a bit. We might get a little bit of growth, but hey, forget that. But we're still not getting the sun. The sun is so low. I love the colours this time of year, the way it sort of catches the vegetation, but also um, catches the, the alpacas. There are times when we get a really dark sky like yesterday. It was a was a steel blue sky. It was really dark and really... It's kind of a, a steady, it was one of those washes, you know, like a, a watercolour, but really deep, really dark blue, grey, black kind of mix. Wonderful. And the sun was shining. So you get this contrast of the dark with the, the light. And then sometimes when you get that, you get the, the reflections. So you get this amazing reflection of the alpacas. And if it's still like it is today, then you get the reflection on the water. So you got this, you have twice as many alpacas as you thought you had, because you get the reflections in the water. Um, they're a li- it's a little moment. The wind comes up, it's, it ruffles the water. You can't see it anymore. The reflections are gone. There's a bit of colour there, but it's not clear. It's not like a mirror. And those moments you need to enjoy. Um, you need to be there for them, don't you? And you can't. You can't be there for all of them. But for the ones where you can be, if you happen to be there, stand and stare. Have a look at the sounds that you're hearing, the birds, the water, the wind. Wind in the trees. I love the wind in the trees. There are times when it's worth stopping. And what, what's the point of that? Oh, there are so many points. But the, one of the big points is it does you good, really. It helps you. It feeds your something inside. It feeds, it feeds your soul. It feeds uh, your inner being, as it were. And it's worth, it's worth looking for those opportunities. They're not long. They don't last long. don't need to last long. But it's something that regularly you're getting exposed to. And sometimes I just stand and look at the alpacas. And I get that from the alpacas. There's something amazing about being around these, these creatures who, who are intelligent, who have an awareness of me and their surroundings, and they're interacting with both. And there's just something special that feeds me, feeds the enemy, and uh, it's, it's valuable. Valuable little 
little bits, little gems, little somethings. Can think of another word for, for gem? Little something like that, anyway. You know, you choose your word, and they 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 keep you going. They feed you in a different kind of way. So look for that if you can. Slow down, slow down. I know it's coming into holiday season and everybody gets really busy and stressed and all that kind of stuff. I had, um, had a conversation with somebody the other day and they, they were saying um, that they, they didn't get stressed. They, they just didn't get stressed. Well, that's what they thought. And then more recently, probably in the last year or so, they discovered, they, they kind of found, actually, it wasn't that they didn't get stressed, but they were good at avoiding stressful situations. Oh, oh, there's a gem in there. That's, that's, oh, there's an insight. Wow. It wasn't that they didn't get stressed. They were good at avoiding stressful situations. Oh, yes, please. I'll have that one. That's a real good insight, isn't it? So uh, I don't know whether you're getting stressed. I don't know whether you're feeling stressed. I don't know whether you, you, you feel that you're a person who gets stressed. Um, there are things we can do which, which kind of avoid... Oh, avoid, is that a good word? Is that a bad word? Do you, how do you respond to avoid? Avoid feels like a negative thing. But it can be a positive. What if you were able to not put yourself in a stressful situation? You don't get stressed as much. Hey, that's good. <laughs> We've all faced stress. We all get stressed to a certain point, but it's how we react to that and how we, we live with that. And some of us kind of live with a, a level of stress that's not so good. Alpacas are great for that. Being around alpacas just whoa, brings the temperature down. It's calming influence that they have just by being in their presence. So uh, do spend a bit of time being calmed by, by your alpacas. So avoiding stressful situations and thinking about what we do with the alpacas. There was one that was... <laughs> they got in further, in further in and deeper into the brambles and one of them had a piece that was really stuck. Um, or as I thought it was. But it was over the back anyway. It wasn't, it wasn't something I wanted to leave there. So I had to kind of deal with that. Um, and as I started to step in, and give them attention. They knew I was looking at them, knew I was moving towards them. There's the stress level for them going up. So how do you avoid that? Okay, so you can chase them around a field. Nah, don't do that. Unless you really have to. Sometimes it's a really long piece and you can just, you can kind of get near enough to put your foot on the end of it and it pulls it free. I imagine that's not the best. It's pulling at the fleece, but uh, it's better than leaving this bit of bramble on there. So... Moving slowly, moving appropriately. Appropriate speeds. Uh, this is a slow zone when you're around your alpacas. No, 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 don't go so slow. That's too slow. Too slow isn't good either because they get stressed by the... Ooh, what's going on here? No, no, don't do slow motion. <laughs> they feel like they're being hunted and they don't like that. So normal-ish speed, but no fast quick panicky movements unless the barn's on fire remember my <laughs> my my usual thing is don't do this unless the barn's on fire in which case you can shout you can chase them out quickly but um it may be that you maneuver them into one of the 
in my case, one of the stables, um, and close the door. And then, and then you can go in slowly and you can just maneuver them into a space where it's easier for you not to kind of chase them into a corner and grab them. I'm not talking about that, but it is maneuvering them to a place where they will stand. You can balance them by your presence, by, by the pressure that you bring, just by being close to them. It puts some kind of pressing pressure on them. And, and when there's a group of animals you're moving, we would call that herding pressure. You move them and you herd them by, by putting pressure on them. Quick note for you, when I'm talking about herding pressure, it's not literal pressure. It's not literally touching them. It's just your presence and being near to them and moving towards them applies a certain measure of pressure. So it's not physical touching. It's just presence. And you, you put the pressure on when they're moving in the direction that you want them to. If they've stopped, you've got to kind of apply a little bit of pressure, not too much. When they start moving in that direction, you can move up closer behind them and, and move them on quicker. Uh, if they've turned around and they're coming back towards you, they don't need the herding pressure. <laughs> That's the wrong time to apply the pressure because they're going to come past you, you're going to dart under you. you know, the, the pressure is producing some stress for them. So you can become less stressed yourself by reducing the cause, okay? Avoiding the stress point, avoiding the stress. And that means you back up a bit, you turn sideways. When you stand and stick your arms out, you're much bigger, aren't you? you your presence is much more in their face, <laughs> often literally. Um, watch for that spit. So the alternative is to turn, turn so your arm, shoulder, side is facing towards them. Um, that's much less threatening. It's much less pressure going in their direction. There's a balance in between that point. Some, sometimes you want a little bit of, you want to hold them. You don't want to make them panicky, but you want to hold them so you can have a look and see where is this bramble? Is it just resting on the back or is it wrapped around a leg uh, or up around the neck? Do you have to step in and, and do something? Do you need somebody else to help you? There's all series. Okay, this is what I've seen. This is what it means. It means I can't leave this. I need to act. So what am I going to do? Okay, well, I'm going to step back a bit. I've now got them into a smaller space. I've got them closed in. They're in a better place than they were. This is a place we can do something. It could be a catch pen. It could be a stable. Um, but it's something you're going to do. It's something you're going to check. There's, a, there's one that's limping. Why is it limping? You move in. You check the foot. You work up through the joints. And there's a, there's a process. It's triage, really. Uh, and you're working out what's going on. What am I noticing? I've noticed a limp. What is it? You know, what is that? What's the cause of that? Let me get some more data. Um, so it can be full facing them big is good when you want to stop them and send them a different direction. If you're trying to work with them, you need to slow it down a bit. You need to turn more to your side, put less pressure on them. Um, just, you know, arms down rather than up. You don't have to... So you're now avoiding the stress rather than coping with the stress. Unless the barn's on fire. Okay. I've done that one to death, haven't I? So here we go with these things that you can do. 
when you're working with your alpacas. I'm not talking about the specifics here, but it could be toenails, it could be checking a limp, it could be dealing with brambles, it could be, oh, your face looks a bit swollen, what's going on there? It could be there's a tooth problem there, you know, jaw problem. <laughs> or it could just be that the fleece has started to grow and you're right-handed and that side of the face always gets a little bit longer than the other because you're right-handed when you do the shearing, which is what happens in my case. So there's one of them I'm looking at and thinking, hmm. I do want to have a look at it. Next time we, we have her in the right place, I'm going to stress it to achieve this because I don't think it's urgent, but I will. I've made a point. It's filed away in the brain. Next time she's in the right place, I can close the door in and she's inside. I can then just check her over, just quick check of the jaw. Because um, you've got the jaw, you've got the teeth, obviously above at the top top of the jaw, but you've got, you can run down, there's a, there's a groove underneath. In fact, you've got one. Can you, can you, can you find it on your, your jaw, under your jaw? Under the there's a there's a the hinge at the back, under your ear, there's a kind of a lumpy bit, yeah, and then under that, if you put your put your finger or your thumb, kind of on that a little bit more in towards your neck now, away from the bone, there's a kind of okay, you got that, yeah, you can feel that there's that that's the mandible, that's the the long hard bone of the jaw. So. Uh, obviously, there's two sides, left and right, but you can go down. You can run your hand down there very quickly. You can you can pick up whether there's any swelling or there's any bone. You're also if don't don't squeeze too hard. But as you do that, you can also see whether there's any sensitivity. They're not going to like it anyway, up to a point. But if there's something that's painful, there will be a reaction. And often people would call you know they bridled. Well, that's, that's a horse language, isn't it? That's when you've got a bridle on and, and they, they throw their head back. And they, but that's what the alpaca does as well. You run down the jaw and they'll move their... The, well, they, they pull away from you, try and... So, just running your... Quick and easy. Quick, run down the jaw, there's nothing there. You're looking for dribbles. If they've got problem with the teeth often or pain generally, but particularly with the, the teeth you're going to see, they're going to be dribbling. And you'll have a damp patch underneath the jaw, under the, at the right at the front now. And uh, it's just because there's a little bit of extra saliva. And it, it's kind of, that's an indicator. Just watch with that. It could be that they've been drinking out of the water. That's why it's wet. So, again, notice. What does it mean? It, might, it could be this, that, or there. Now, what am I going to do? I'm going to put it in my filed away for next time. Check that. Next feeding, just see what's going on. If it feels more urgent, check it now. Yeah. If it works, don't do it in the middle of the field unless... You know, you're just not going to be able to do that. So next time you've got them in a smaller space, and every now and again, uh, particularly through the winter, it's worth kind of saying, okay, today is a day for checking them over. It's a quick, routine check. Going to handle every one of them. Going to check their body score. Going to go through, check, quick run down the jaw. Because this is the kind of time of year, the fleece is a bit longer. They're a bit wet, they're a bit muddy, they're a bit dry. That comes and goes, and you start losing detail um, of what is normal because the normal keeps changing yeah so have a look pick a day uh, at least once a month through the winter pick a day and do this is when I'm going to check them all over and just go run through you're looking for obvious things you're looking for maybe checking the feet don't make a drama out of this but um, just a quick look checking what's going on and then you've also got the the question of the jaw uh anything around the eye like any mucky eyes i've got one that's got a mucky eye at the moment uh it could be from the hay could be from the it could be something else going on so just check 
see what's going on there. Um, and looking in the eye is always helpful. Don't look them nose to nose, you're going to get spat at. But looking in the eye is, uh, you just, I don't know, there's something extra there that you can pick up that makes it really helpful to understand what's going on with your alpacas, to, to kind of engage them in the eye. You pick up other things. I had one looking at me today. I thought, that's interesting. Why is she standing staring? Because she'd been sat down. She was cushed. The rest of them were up, but she was cushed over away from the food. And now at the end of the feeding, she hasn't gone for the crumbs and stuff. She's over at one side, tucked into a corner, and she's looking at me. Okay. So what is that? That's slightly different behavior? I've noticed. What does it mean? Not quite sure. It could be that she's not feeling quite right, and she's watching me because she she's, she's feeling like she needs to keep an eye on me she doesn't want to be interfered with and therefore she's keeping an eye on me and therefore she's looking at me so if your alpacas are looking at you what does that mean it could mean all kinds of things couldn't it but in this case i'm just going mm, that's okay. so i'm just going to keep an eye on her and see what's going on and she's all right most of the time but just now and again she gives me a little pause so there may be something underlying that, that neither of us have worked out what it is either her or me um so we'll we'll File that one away for future reference. So we've got a little collection of animals I'm keeping an eye on. And uh, there you go. So, avoiding stress. It can be a good thing to be doing. Spending time with alpacas is a good way of calming yourself down. And just having those moments when you can of feeding your soul, feeding your inner, inner being, that would be good. If you can... Go spend some time with the alpacas, and I'll see you again soon. Take care. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day. 